Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine a year where the real-life story of British prisoners escaping a German camp is overshadowed by the Americans. Look how great the Americans are. Look at what they're doing. Oh, yeah, what year is that, Sargo? <laughs> oh, well, Australian man, that year's 1963. Hi. Hello, hi, welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Oh, you caught me deep undercover at the moment. I'm in Germany. I got I got a bit of intel that the orphan, who I've been looking for for the last month, is here in Germany, in prison or has escaped prison or something. I'm not sure, but I'm dressed up as a German prison guard, and I'm trying to find this orphan. So, um, yes, I am German. I'm a German man. Cool. So I'm just going to try and find a German officer, and I'm going to try and get the information where the, where the orphan is. Yeah. Guten Tag, comrade. Hello there. I wait. No. I, yeah. Hello. I am German. I'm German. I love the beer. My name is German. How are you? That's very German of you, sir. Especially the English speaking. Very German. I am also German. I am a German guard. Have you seen one of the prisoners? Nah, ja, nah, nah, I have nine. not seen... I think you're, you're looking for nine. I, nine is the word. I have not seen one of the prisoners, Captain. <laughs> I am, I'm a German man. <laughs> and, and I have not seen any prisoners, no. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, nine, no good. We need to find... Did you sound Scottish there? Nine? Uh, well, fair enough. We're looking for... Uh, the the smallest prisoner. We've gathered all the other ones up, but the the that young orphan boy, he has escaped. <gasps> My, it's the orphan that I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, the orphan. I'm looking for the orphan as well. Have you heard where the orphan could be? Mate, are you are you fucking are you English? Like, no, that's the worst German I've ever heard. No, I'm no, I'm I'm Australian actually. Ah, uh, sorry to break it to you, Gov, but I'm actually Horace Greasley, famous escapee. I'm not actually a German guard. I knew your accent also was so, was, was was sounding a bit It sus. was pretty terrible. Why are yeah. you looking for the orphan? I'm not actually looking for the orphan, but they are. Who's they? I'm just pretending to be a guard. The, the, the Germans, the generic baddies right. of every yeah, film. Because just to be clear, we're in 1963 and the world war is over. So it's just the generic German... They want the orphan. It's not Nazis. They're just Germans. Yeah. Well, I didn't say Nazis. I said generic bad guys of the next 30 years of movies. No, we're not talking about the Russians. We're talking about the Germans. I mean, the Germans were bad guys as well. Anyway. So where have you heard that this orphan might be? I've been trying to find him for quite a while. Well, uh, 
I was actually in the uh, camp with the uh, young fella. Oh my god, he was in a camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh, stuck stuck in a camp and we escaped by digging a tunnel out. Mm. Uh, but then I got claustrophobic and I had to stay behind for like five minutes to drink a cup of tea. And then I left and everyone was already gone. That sounds very specific. And then... I, I found a guard sleeping, and I took his uniform, and I just walked out while everyone was panicking looking for things. And then, uh, now I'm stuck here looking for, uh, people who have escaped, and, uh, well, anyway. Alright, well, uh, uh, how about you stick with me, and I'll find you a way to escape, and also, we'll find that orphan that I'm looking for. That's good, because he had, uh... He, he was talking about some grand plan of his. I don't know what it was talking grand about. plan you know? of his. Very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, uh. he kept talking about this Sandro fella and what a dickhead he was. Well, that's not me. He, call, he called him a C-section. I don't even know what that means. Oh, that's definitely not me. Anyway, um, I need to do a podcast. How about, are podcast? you okay with letting someone do a great escape into your head? No, that sounds all... Oh my god, Zach, you're you're here. Yeah. I thought I was going to be in a German, but apparently I'm in a um, British soldier who's just escaped a lot. You are in a British soldier who's escaped a lot. And that, that makes sense, because this week on the show, we're talking about the great escape. Um... I hate to break it to you, but the escape kind of sucked. What do you mean? It was a pretty bad escape. What do you mean this was a bad escape? <laughs> what do you mean? Good, good movie, though. Good movie, though. Good movie. I do like the time, and we're going to see this a lot during the 60s. A lot of movies just called The Great Something. Mmm, mmm. They're snagging that up before someone else can. Exactly. So this movie being called The Great Escape is like, it's a pretty good, like, it's an impressive escape. But yeah, it's not yeah. the greatest escape ever. Yeah, yeah, but the pretty good escape doesn't sound <laughs> as well. You know, the decent escape. But we're going to be talking about that. Uh, spoilers, non-spoilers, and then we'll get into some spoilers. Um, I'd say watch this if you haven't yet, but also it, it, in terms of spoilers, you probably know everything already, so it's, it's fine. Uh, the uh, prisoners, they try and escape. Oh my god. That's, that's the... Ah, oh, crap, I, I, I said that in the spoil section. Ah, oh, no. Yeah, no, my girlfriend, I was like, do you want to watch this with me? And she was like, no, I've already seen Chicken Run, so I don't really want to watch the greatest... <laughs> Honestly, Chicken Run, the, the, exactly the same movie, down to the T, I feel. Pretty much. Even the, even the bit where the Germans were going to bake the British into pies, you know? Man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I kind of want to rewatch it before the second one comes out, but I also don't want to watch the second one. Uh, well, if, if the second one does come out, I'm absolutely watching the first one beforehand, and then going to be like, wow, the second one's garbage, because that's what it will be. This first one's just the greatest game. Yeah. But funny. Uh, yeah, so The Great Escape has some very interesting people. It has a lot of people, though. There's a lot of characters in this, and they're all boys as well. Yes, and it's a long movie. Yeah, where were, where were, where were my girls, you know? There's none in the movie. There's actually none. <laughs> there was a lot of characters. It's, it's a long movie. It's a very long movie. This movie could have been an hour and a half. I'm I'd, just going to throw it out I there. Just, I think this is... I think it's just under three Maybe hours. Maybe not an hour and a half. Two hours, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot... 
in the last bit, it drags a bit, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it's not bad. It, 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 it uses its three hours well. Yeah. Uh, it's like, nowadays, it would have been two hours. But it's it's definitely a longer movie. I think it's a pretty good longer movie. Also, it does have, um, it kind of stops for, like, five seconds in the middle. If you're watching the, uh, the most recent, like, remastered version, which is what we did, it stops for, like, five seconds in the middle, so there is space for an intermission if you want one. Yeah. Um. I think, I think there's, um, you can cut this movie down to two hours and a half without destroying what it is already and then i think you could cut it down to two hours and like cut some stuff out yes you'd have to cut a lot of the ending out but i think you could definitely get it down because i i loved i think with this movie i love the first two hours which is the uh the planning of the escape and then most of the escape itself yeah the ending drags a little bit yeah just a little bit but it's also where most of the action is so i think as well you kind of want to keep that in there but no, I think this is really, really good. I really, this is one of my favorites of the year so far, I reckon. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Probably not one of my favorites. Okay. But it was good. There was just a lot going on, and I feel like it was a little hard to follow at times. Okay. But I I, 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 I kept through it, and it was fun, you know? I, didn't, I liked how it was a little bit more realistic than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I really liked that. I liked how a lot of the the Germans in this until you get to the ending are just people doing their jobs. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't they, even want they don't even like the Nazis or the Third Reich or yeah, 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 yeah. the Gestapo. They don't even like them. They're like, as we I guess we gotta uh, you can't escape. Come on, guys. Stop trying to it's, fuck's sake, guys. Come on. Yeah, no, like at the start of the movie, and this is a bit of a spoiler, a little spoiler, just at the start, the guy's like yeah, we expect you guys to escape, because that's what a soldier's got to do. you got to escape. And we're okay with that. We're, you know, we're just, we're, they're, they're very open. Like, they're like, yeah, we're jailers, and you're fucking jailed up. You're going to try and escape. We're going to stop you. That's that's the whole deal here, right? Yeah. He's, he's not, you know, he's not like, uh, uh, he's not, you know, Nazi saluting, goose stepping all over the place, you know? Exactly. Like... But which is which is cool. I like that in the movie that it it really wasn't anti-German. It was just pro-American. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the main thing about this movie is that even though it is about British soldiers, it's uh, got a pretty big American agenda. We'll get to that in spoilers because oh boy, do I have historical accuracies out the wazoo to talk about with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I like that in war movies though. I like that in war movies when it's just the soldiers and it's like. Even, like, it doesn't really matter what side they're fighting for, they're still just kind of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing, because in wars, there's the extremist sides on both ends that are fighting each other, and then there's the people caught up in between. And these are really people that are caught up in between. Uh, Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's really good. I like that angle of it. I like how goofy this movie is, too. It's very funny. It's very goofy. It's very silly. Like, some pretty dark stuff happens in it, but the yeah. whole time it's got, like, the Police Academy theme going on in, oh, in the God. background while there's fucking slapstick and people falling over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get that theme out of my head once it started playing. I was like, no, it's Police Academy all over again. <laughs> no. That's probably why I wanted this movie to finish so much earlier is because I just didn't want to hear the Police Academy theme play again. The Police Academy theme, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the music is by 
Elmer Bernstein, uh, who didn't do the music for Police Academy, but he did do the music for Ghostbusters, so I don't know. Oh! Something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Ghostbusters is uh, just a little bit of an iconic soundtrack. Just a little so. bit. Just a little bit. So, yeah. No, um, I think it's good stuff. Uh, in terms of non-spoilers, what parts do you think dragged for you? Was it the large amount of characters? That wasn't too bad. I mean, it was just, it was a little hard to follow when they're jumping around between these characters. No, the uh, inconsistent accents didn't help either. <laughs> yeah, true. That, that, was, that was something we were going to, because of course, they've got British people playing German officers and then British people playing Australians and Americans, but also they're pretending to be Germans to not get caught. So it was a little all over the show with that. Yes. But hey, look, I can't I can't fault him. My accent sucks, so <laughs> Yeah, I I I think in particular with the Germans it was bad. The Germans was pretty bad. But fucking hell. Yeah, there's an Australian character in this, and the only reason you'd know he's Australian is because he has to say he's Australian. Yeah. For you to get that he's Australian. Other people are like, oh, I wish he was back with his kangaroos. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's meant to be Australian, not British. That, that I didn't realize he was Australian until that kangaroo comment. Yep. They may have mentioned he was Australian at some point, and I totally missed it. And then they were like, oh, go back to your kangaroos. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> oh, he's Australian? What? Yeah, he's meant to be Australian. I'm trying to see. The actor, I think, is James Coburn? Uh, who I don't think is Australian. No, he's American, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. But we do have some pretty good actors in here. Um, oh, yeah. Mr. Steve McQueen is the motorcycle man. You probably know him from all the posters and stuff. He's in yeah, The yeah, Magnificent yeah. Seven good. and stuff. He's good in this. The other am- American, too, uh, he was the um, the scrounger. The scrounger. The Scrounger. Uh, is J- James Garner, and he had a really strong, like, James Bond vibe to him. I liked his performance mm-hmm. as well. He was cool. <laughs> um, That's it. He's good. Some great British actors in there as well. Richard Attenborough, who is uh, the guy who makes Jurassic Park in Jurassic Park. Wow. He is wow. He's the main British guy. He's the guy who comes up with everything. It's kind of cool that John Hammond is in this. Wait, that's John Hammond. No way. I had no idea that was John Hammond. Yeah. Holy crap. That blew my mind just now. I just like... The face. I got two pictures of their face. The young one that I've just seen, and John Hammond. And I smushed them together. I'm like, and it's a match in my head. I did that computer match thing, and I'm like, whoa, that's the same guy. He's pretty good. Yeah, wow, that's great. He's great in this role. I got really big uh, Orson Welles from the Third Man vibes from him. I thought he was good. I liked. I liked the 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 elite aristocrat guy, the bird fanatic. Oh, he's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great. The forger. That yes, is forger. Donald Pleasance. Well, he was pretty Pleasance. Uh, he's good. He is in. He is in Halloween. He's the doctor in Halloween. Ooh. Um, and then he came back a bunch for like Halloween, like other like Halloween sequels and stuff. That kind of became where he got his money from. Was just constantly going back to the fucking Halloween franchise. Um, yeah, he's great in this. I loved him. I think him and the American scrounger guy, their chemistry for the whole movie was probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the film. I mean, they 
They had like a plot, an arc. Mm. They had an arc, which was pretty good. But yeah, uh, it's very, it's very like procedural. Like the movie is just like, just goes through how you escape. And the detail in this is so like, there's like, for example, there's a whole scene where they go through the clothes that they're going to make and how they make the clothes yeah. and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's, it's cool. It's, it's like, it's weird because I know it's probably not, like super historically accurate like you know this isn't based off a true story this is just like a sort of amalgamation of true stories it is based off a true story but it's changed so much that it may as well not be yeah yeah that's what i that's what i i sort of mean but it it's very realistic um and i like all the details that they give also it was very chill the 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 British slash American slash one Australian slash whatever are uh, <laughs> left to kind of do what they want, mm. uh, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's particularly realistic, but hey, maybe. I mean, prisoner of war camps. I don't know. I think the Germans had some pretty mean camps during World War Two. Uh, I think yeah, that's, uh, that, that, historically, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> historically, they had some pretty bad ones. That's, uh, that's what I was gonna throw out, but we didn't like. We didn't see any active like oppression going on. True. It was all it was all very cordial. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it goes back to the whole thing of like they didn't want to put the Germans in a bad light. These these ones that were just not Nazis but just people. Yeah. So it goes back to that sort of thing where they're like it it's not necessarily that the Germans are the bad guys. They were just on different sides of the war, you know? These are soldiers. There are definitely bad Germans in this. Like, whenever we get, like, an SS guy or someone from the Gestapo, they're, like, yeah, the yeah. evil person, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, you like, they come in and they show you this person is different to everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Because they're bad. This movie is directed by John Sturges, who did a lot of, uh, a lot of American westerns around this time so zach does it surprise you when i drop the bombshell on you that um the americans had nothing really to do with this escape in real life what (laughs) no way that's crazy and all of the american stuff is kind of just injected so that american people would enjoy the movie (laughs) wow wow there's a lot as well so um (laughs) there is a lot that's uh whoo uh, that's a bit of a blow. Yeah. That's a bit of a blow, I'd say. We'll get to that in spoilers, but, like, the 4th of July is a big plot point in this movie. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> it's a whole thing. That's very funny. It's so funny. And, like, in the context of the movie as well, there's three Americans. Yeah. There's three. And they've got a whole ten minute scene for the 4th of July. <laughs> Hell yeah. USA! 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 It's so, it's so silly. But anyway, this is considered one of the greatest movies of all time and stuff. I think because, like, in terms of, like, action, it had, like, the motorcycle stunt in it, which was pretty cool. They've got great... Yeah, they've got good action, they've got good acting, good comedy, good story, good plot. Yeah. I think it, it's just a very good movie. I wouldn't call it a, the greatest mm? movie. Mm. But I think it's a very good movie. Would you call it The Good Escape? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I would call it, if I was to rename it, I would call it The Good Escape. The Pretty Decent Escape. Would you say, out of all the prison break movies you've seen, where's this one roughly? I think this is second. I, I think I like Shawshank better than this one. Yeah, that's fair. But this is pretty good. And I can't think of, oh, 
I might put The Rock above this as well. That's fair. But not because The Rock is a better movie, <laughs> but because I enjoyed The Rock more. The Rock is fair. And we will definitely, if we do K-Drama then next year, we're definitely going to do The Rock, I reckon. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. we got to do The Rock at some point. I agree. I think Shawshank's better than this, but like that's because like Shawshank, I think, has better characters. Like You really like yeah. the characters in that one. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think... It has slightly less characters. Yeah. And it and it focuses a bit more on the characters rather than the escape. Yeah. This movie's this movie's more about the escape and the fallout of that, right? Yes. Yes. And like the preparation beforehand. That's what it's about. Whereas Shawshank is about the characters and then how the escape happens, right? And I think that prioritizing works better for me. I mean, it, it gives you a better reason to care yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you like the people that are trying to escape. Well, that's it. That's it. And, like, I didn't know much about the people other than their, like, character archetypes, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm going to give this a goodie. I'll give it, I'll give it a pretty grady. Pretty, pretty goodie. Pretty goody. I think I'm definitely going to give it a goodie as well. I think it's up there out of my favorites this year. And I think it's fun. And if you haven't seen it, the hype is, you know, the hype's worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good escape film. If you like escape films, you'll like this film. you like this one. It's not too bad. If you like America, you'll like this film. Oh boy, yes indeed. If you like British people trying to do German accents, you'll like this film. Trying to do Australian accents too. Oh god. <laughs> No, no, you won't like this film if you, if you don't like <laughs> No, wait, no, 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 He was, he was American trying to do Australian. American oh, trying course, to do Australian. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so bad. What the fuck is that performance? Like, actually, though, just what the hell? Australian people coming in like, what the fuck is that accent, cunt? You fucking... <laughs> fucking American bastards trying to take our fucking language and butchering it. We're Australian. We butcher our own language. Thank you very much. Chuck him in the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck him in the Barbie. Just in it. Just put him in it. Uh... Howdy, it's me, Sally McSeller. Did you miss me? Well, I certainly hope so because I'm back. And I got a brand new podcast from Patreon to talk to you about. Why, it's the return of Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 6. Sandro and Zach are back reviewing the series with the next entry. It's the comedy one, it's kind of funny, and you can get it now up on patreon.com forward slash oldiebuttergoodypod. Here's a clip. Talking about the sheriff, I just don't... Why the fuck is there a car chase in this movie? Like, what is this? <laughs> it's not even just a car chase. It's a cheesy comedy ch- a car chase because she's trying to she's trying to hide Tommy so his face is just in her crotch the whole time. Yep. So it gives it that, like, weird 80s comedy vibe to it yeah 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 it's like an action where all of a sudden in an action comedy film and she's like stay down stay down and he's like okay yeah and it's like oh oh what is happening in this movie it yeah it does it does become comedy action instead of comedy horror for a second there it's very silly now, I know that that might not sell the movie very well, but it's definitely selling the episode. Go to patreon.com forward slash pod and get that review of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. They're doing Part 7 next month as well. I can't wait. My name's Sally McSeller. I'm an American. Oh, uh, I also add free episodes on Patreon too, I guess. 
All right, well, let's get into some spoilerific details. I want to get into the historical stuff, but I think we should probably go through what the escape is. I don't want to go through the plot of this because there's so much. There's a lot. But we can we can we can jump around. We can point out bits we like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the escape itself is they're building three tunnels. Yeah. Uh, called Tom, Dick, and Harry, which is very funny. Yeah, Tom, Dick, and Harry. It's it's it. Everyone remembers that. Yeah. No one's gonna forget that. Which is really good. And they're making three tunnels. Uh, the Germans find one of them, but they end up escaping through they one. They find Tom. They find Tom. Yeah, and then they put their energy into Harry. A dick never really gets a look in. <laughs> Story of my life, am I right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Then uh, then then they escape. There's a bunch of characters. Um, there's the people who lead something called the X Organization, which is basically an organization of British prisoners who just try to escape everywhere. Well, they, they, they organize their escapes, right? Instead of having lots of different people doing lots of different escapes, they make an organized group. They're like, they make approvals for escapes. They're like, you know, we'll go over your escape plan and we'll approve it or not, that sort of thing. And then, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some other bits like they ask one of the prisoners who's escaping to scout out the land and then come back. Yes. They literally escape and then come back to help them. Yeah, that is Steve McQueen, uh, who plays Captain Hiltz. Everybody's favorite lover boy. You know what? He's he's the Captain America, I feel, of this film. <laughs> he is the Captain America of this He film. would make a good Steve Rogers. I think Steve McQueen would be a really good Captain America back in the 60s. That's a great idea. If, if that came out, if that came out then, yeah. absolutely. He's good in this. I do like him in this. He did most of his own stunts as well. The whole thing with the motorcycle is not in the actual escape at all. He just wanted to do motorcycle stunts on film, so they put it in there. I mean, if if the man says he wants to do motorcycle stunts, you let him do some motorcycle stunts for your film. You put him in there. Yeah, just, just slap it in there. I mean... I didn't take away from the film. It was it was cool. Yeah, yeah, no, he's good because he's like they kind of use him as a distraction as well. They let him escape with this other random guy, uh, just so that they're caught, so that the attention is taken off of the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was quite cool. Well, that's it. That's it, right? They they allow some escapes just so the Germans don't get suspicious, right? They're like, oh, we've got a few escapes, but they failed. That sort of thing. Uh, R.A.P. the Scottish or Irish dude? Uh, what was I his... think he was Scottish. The, the, the guy where you said, oh, that other guy. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, he was, he was, he, he, he was the, like, digger. Um, and so Steve McQueen and him were trying to escape. And, of course, the other guy was, like, he was getting a bit stir crazy. So he just tried to, like, jump a fence at one point and he gets shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. The Mole is his the name. Mole. Which feels racist, but anyway. Um, I liked a lot of the details in this about them escaping. Just small stuff like the colour of the dirt that they're digging starts to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty good, right? Because they're digging underground. And, of course, you get through the compound, you get to the other side, it becomes a different type of dirt. Yeah. And then they have to, like, hide the dirt, and that becomes, like, a a plot point for a bit, where they're trying to figure out how do we dispose of this dirt without the guards figuring out, because if they see different coloured dirt, they're going to be like, huh, that's sus AF. These, These prisoners are sussy barkers. So they have a they have a great system for getting rid of the dirt, which is they have like <laughs> socks 
filled with dirt that they keep in their trousers with little strings attached. And then they walk over to the the uh, prisoners that are gardening and they like pull the strings to let the socks open. So they like pour dirt out of their trousers as they're walking over the garden. Yeah. And the gardeners just rake it into the dirt. Yeah. And it sort of disperses it. And it's like, oh, that's big brain. That was really good. I liked that that part of it. It was like, it was sus. I feel like they should have gotten more attention from the guards for that. But also the guards don't care in this movie either. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Again, these guards are very lax here. <laughs> very lax. I like, yeah. I feel like nowadays you definitely couldn't get away with that sort of thing. But it, it is also very subtle, you know? If someone just walks over to them, it's a bit exaggerated for a film. But I think you could pull that off real life if you just, like slowly let out the dirt and you were just like walking around you know yeah, yeah, yeah. no one would really notice i feel like that's that was pretty realistic i like the clothing the clothing was good yeah they take um dish towels and stuff and make shirts out of it yeah 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 they get like old cloth and they make coats and like they dye it using shoe polish and stuff yeah that was really good yeah i liked how they need a lot of timber obviously to make the uh the tunnels. The tunnels, the support beams, yeah. And so it gets to a point where, like, the buildings are just falling apart because they've taken so much timber out of them. <laughs> yeah. It does that cliche of, like, they cover up the noise of them digging with people singing. Yeah. Which you would work, but they were singing Christmas carols. And I was like, oh, this movie... And we know, because they celebrate 4th of July, this movie takes place in the middle of the year. Yeah, but they they're, remember... They're Germans, so they wouldn't know that they're Christmas carols. They just know that they're singing. And Christmas carols are easy to sing because everyone remembers them. That's true. That's a good point. So there there were some things there. I liked it. Um, Although I did like how uh, they didn't sing for the first bit where he's like pickaxing the concrete. They had like a guy outside banging in in a pole. Yeah. And so they timed it. So every time he hit the pole, he hit the concrete. Like, there was some clever masking. I really liked their, like, communication system um, that they had set up, like, to warn people of guards coming. Where, like, one person would move a lid from one bin to another, which would alert another guy, which would alert another guy. And that other guy would bang twice on the door. And then they would all, like, quickly, like, cover everything up. The scene in the uh, the showers where they have the, the great hole... Yeah, they're... Which... Is that Harry? That must be Harry. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They're going through the grate at the bottom of the showers, right? But when when a guard comes along, they, like, get out of the hole. They cover the hole with a bit of concrete that sort of perfectly fits. Yes. They then fill in the crack quickly with, like, dust. They, like, scoop the dust in. Then they pour water on top of it. Yeah. So you literally can't see the bottom anymore. And then the guy's, like, showering, so the water's going in. Yeah. And it's like, boom. The hole's complete, like, it's the hole's underwater. There's literally nothing to see there anymore. Yeah, that was really good. I liked the entrance for Tom as well, which they've put underneath... An oven? Yeah, yeah, that was really good, right? Yeah. They literally have, like, an open oven, which they they keep constantly 
are lit. Mm. So it's like, well, yeah, people aren't going to search for a hole underneath an, an open fire, right? To get to their hole, they move the stovetop, which they still have lit. Yes. You know, they move it to the side and it has like, you know, it has an exhaust pipe to the ceiling. They use a can to like increase the distance yes. that the thing can go so they can move it aside whenever they want to. And then they use like a little hook and move some tiles to like lift it. That was that was the most hidden one. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, uh, later on, the ferret um he uh ferrets it out yes i liked that because he just accidentally spills a glass of something and notices that it goes down under the burner and we're like oh there's obviously something there yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. that was a really because because like that's the thing with these movies the cliche of how they discover it is always really silly so i liked that in this one it was like they just accidentally found it oh well absolutely Yeah, yeah yeah it was it was very funny there is that one part where they they don't know what the German proof of identity looks like, so they need to steal a guard's wallet. And the scene of this, it's so stupid. <laughs> so the American guy is like, hey, I'm like James Bond, but I'm American. Hey, Mr. God, Mr. God, <laughs> you got to come into my room. I'm going to make you some coffee, some real strong coffee. And the German guy's like, oh, yeah, coffee. We what? don't have much coffee. I'd like to okay, coffee. You are, you are butchering the scene already because he's, he's schmoozing up to the guard, right? He's like, hey, we're best buddies. He like listens to the story. The guard's like, yeah, it's pretty shit with the whole Nazi regime. Like, I'm forced to do these things, and if I act out of line, I'll be fucking killed. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, life's pretty shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, we've got we've got coffee here, we got jam, we got butter, we got all these things. And the guard's like, oh, man, I don't get any of that stuff. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm an American. I can, I can make you some coffee. And my thinking, though, Zach, my th- thinking is, yes, sure, this poor guard, uh-huh. you know, is quite oppressed as a guard. If he speaks out of line, he'll get murdered or something. But, like... American coffee is not worth abandoning your post for because American coffee is terrible, and that was an American guy making the coffee, so it's got it's going to be American. Co- it's going to be awful. It's going to be all. It's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. Look, American coffee is the worst. <laughs> I have to agree. But as someone who woke up this morning without milk in his fridge it, for his coffee, I can tell you a man will get desperate when he doesn't <laughs> have his coffee. A man will do things he never wants to do. Right today. Specifically today, I did something I swore I would never do again. What did you and do? And it was brutal. I went to 7-Eleven to buy some milk. Oh, God. I know. I bought milk at 7-Eleven. It was $5 for the two liter. <laughs> I, 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 I can't look at myself in the mirror ever again, that's Sandra. Pretty, that's pretty awful. And do you know why? It was all because of coffee. So maybe... Maybe this movie's more realistic than you think. It's true, it's true. <laughs> Alright, we gotta talk about the 4th of July. There's a part <laughs> in the middle of the movie where the three Americans, they get heaps of potatoes and they make moonshine out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the 4th of July. I mean, uh, that seems realistic. It seems realistic, but like, just the drunk acting is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the next bit after making the moonshine is not at all. So so they wake up everyone in the camp with their big, like, moonshine table. Yeah. They start celebrating. They literally start, you know, playing music and other things. And all the British people are like, what the fuck is going on? 
Um, and then one of them's like, oh, it's the 4th of July. They're celebrating independence. We're okay with this. We don't care. We're British, but we support your independence. The Br- yeah, and they're constantly saying down with the British, down with the British and shit. Yeah. They've put American flags up in the camp. The Germans are gonna- This is not- Yeah. They wouldn't get away with this. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, right? Because not only not only are they doing this in the German camp where they're making all this hoo-ha, they're also doing this with the rest of the camp being British. Yeah. And they're literally saying, like, down with the British. And the British are like, yeah, all right, sure, down with the British. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it is funny. They do make a big party. And I guess if you're a prisoner, it's something different. And if you're offered moonshine, absolutely. But, like, it's very funny that they're having this very anti-British yes. sort of thing while they're locked in a German camp with British prisoners. Yep. You feel like there would be some camaraderie there, but no, it's it's, oh, it's just very silly. It's very dumb. It's incredibly silly. And like the drunk acting is like, they mix up words and stuff, but they're not even acting drunk. They just say lines that are written to be drunk. It is definitely some of the worst drunk acting, like pretending to be drunk we've seen. Yeah. It's probably the worst acting in the film. Yeah. Is when they try and be drunk. It's very silly. It's um, very silly. And that's the scene where they discover the tunnel as well. Um, After they discover the tunnel, everything starts to go wrong. So yeah. the forger, the guy who's making the, the papers, the identity, uh, passports and stuff, he's going blind. Yeah, his vision's starting to deteriorate. Yeah. Uh, my theory is cataracts, uh, but it doesn't matter because this is a made-up film. My theory is the moonshine did it. Oh! That's my theory. He's been poisoned. <laughs> was all a plan. Uh, no. So his his vision starts to deteriorate. He tries to pretend like his vision's fine. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be left behind, but of course they figure it out. Like, he, he puts a pin on the ground... And, like, when they question his thing, he's like, oh, well, my vision's good. I can see that pin over there. And then the guard captain's like, oh, yeah, put this pin over here, like, by the door. And then he sticks his foot out. And, like, the guy just walks straight into his foot. That was pretty obvious. And it's like, ah, yeah. So he's found out. But good old USA, the American, he's having none of it. He goes, ah, I don't care that he's blind. I'll take him because I'm an American and I'm better than you dumb British officers. I'm a hero, so I'll take care of him. And the other guy's like, all right, well, if you're going to take care of him, then that's fine. Then that's fine. But Zach, he's not the only person who's compromised for the escape. Because here's the thing. The fucking scenes in the tunnel for this movie are so claustrophobic. I'm not that claustrophobic, but just seeing people, the way that they have it is like the tunnels aren't massive circle tunnels that you crawl through. They're quite narrow. And so they have a car track thing that you slide across on to get from one end of the tunnel to the other. It's very well built. Like, it's so like well the tunnel built. system is crazy. But it's so narrow and it's so tight. And whenever you see someone in the tunnels, it just, the whole screen is the tunnel and it looks so claustrophobic. Yeah. And so- It's very well shot. It's so, it's so good. And the one guy who is making the tunnels, the tunnel meister himself, reveals that he's claustrophobic at the end of the movie. And he's like, I just don't want to escape because in the rush of everyone else being in the tunnel, it's going to make me- just freeze up yeah 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 like the tunnel has literally like collapsed on him twice or something already yeah the scenes where it collapses on him as well they just cover an actor in dirt i'm like fucking hell yeah 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 it's pretty uh it's pretty scary you know 
um, so you would understand. Honestly, uh, it was pretty light, because what would actually happen is you'd have the dirt from, you know, like, five foot of dirt. That would crush a human. Like, yeah. you're literally crushed, you can't move. Cavens are brutal. They are very brutal. Um, so these scenes, these scenes were quite frightening. And uh, you, you have about a coffin's width of, like, space in there up and down. Like, you're literally in a coffin-sized thing. I was terrified. That, that would frighten me. I wouldn't like that one bit. If, if I was escaping, I could probably have gritted my teeth and be pulled through it. If, if I had to crawl through it, I probably wouldn't want to do that. But, For like, sure. pulling through it, I think I might be able to make it. But I don't have claustrophobia. If I had claustrophobia, nah, that ain't it. That ain't me, Chief. I'll be a prisoner. Fuck it. Exactly. No, I I, I agree. And because, yeah, like he's about to escape, but then he has to go up back to the surface, as you said at the start of the episode. He has to have a cup of tea before he goes back down to escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most realistic part of the film, I feel. <laughs> That's the British's power source, you know? And we're not getting to the ending just yet, but he, along with the Australian and... The other random friend that the tunnel maker has, they're the only people who actually manage to escape. There's the, the like, bird scene where uh, they're all in, like, the mess hall and the uh, the forger is, like, he does some uh, sweet bird calls. He does. Um, pretty, pretty rad bird calls. And then, like, starts teaching you about the birds. And as soon as the guard gets bored and goes outside, they, like, pull open the table and, like, pull out all these forged documents and start talking about them. They have a lot of time by themselves without being watched by German guards. And in those times, they make massive plans and other things. And I'm just like, if they just had a German guard in here, everything would be fine, you know? Yeah. It's on the Germans, I feel. But also the whole point of, and, like, the guy who is running the prison as well... Mr. Von Luger, who's pretty cool, and he's probably murdered at the end by the, the Nazis. He's taken away and murdered by the Nazis at the end of the movie. Uh, 100% he is. Like, the, the movie doesn't say that, but it heavily implies that this guy is just murdered because yeah, <laughs> people he's... escaped on his watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, we, we do see some brutal murdering, because when we finally escape, oh, yeah. we finally get out. Um, things start to go haywire. So first off, the escape just doesn't go to plan. No, the the tunnel is too short. The tunnel's too short. So they have to get they. What they do is they get some rope um to guide people to the forest. Uh, there is a lucky air raid though. Yeah, there's an air raid, which means that the lights are off, which is bad for them in the tunnel, but good for them once they exit the tunnel, and then they can just run off into the woods. Yeah. But there's a, there's the, like, claustrophobic guy who's panicking. Oh, my and... God, that was so fucking... Yeah, because yeah, he starts to panic as soon as the lights go down. And I was like, it's their chance to get out, but they're not going to be able to because he's just blocking the tunnel because he doesn't want to move. I was like, oh, fuck, this is so tense. Yeah, it was very tense. And then, like, one of the guards comes out to have a look because he, like, spots something. Yep. And he doesn't spot anything, but one of the guys in the tunnel gets too impatient and he gets out without being signaled and that fucks them over. Yeah. Uh, because then they're discovered in this tunnel. Yeah, I think it's like 76 people escaped, which is a massive amount. Like, that is why this is the great escape because that did happen in real life and, like, that's a huge amount of people to escape. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but the plan was even more. The plan was everyone, yeah, which I quite liked. Oh, yeah, and we haven't mentioned that, that the plan as well... Uh, 
Richard Attenborough's plan is not necessarily to escape and be free. It's to escape. It's just to let everyone escape. All of the people that the Germans want to keep in the special camp so that they don't escape because they're disruptors. They're disruptors. Because if they escape, then the Gestapo, the SS, all of the Nazis' attention is going to be taken away from the front lines and put into finding these prisoners. So their plan isn't necessarily to escape and get away with it. It's to escape. It's to escape and and cause problems. Exactly. Be a distraction. Which they do, so... Yeah, oh, absolutely. (laughs) But also, like, it's also... they will escape and try to escape, obviously, you know. And because there's so many people, a lot of them will just get away just because there's so many people, right? Safety in numbers sort of thing. But yeah, the tunnel's discovered, so those who are out are out, those who aren't, unfortunately aren't. Yes, um, and we see some of the escapees, the many ways they escape. Some use the train, some use a boat, a couple of guys use a plane, one uses a bike. It's, 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 everyone's going everywhere. It's crazy. Um, the train scenes were particularly good. I liked the train scenes. So the train scenes are the two main leaders of the X organization, which is Richard Attenborough and some random British guy who's cool. I liked him a lot. He was a good character. Mm. And yeah, they like, they have to sit in front of people from the SS as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. They literally, the, the only free seats are in front of some SS guys and they just like ask them to move their legs so they could sit down in front of him. Very funny. Uh, very tense for the prisoners. It, they played it very cool, though. Yes. Uh, so they they were good. I liked that. I liked that a lot. Um, they keep getting stopped as well, and their papers are constantly being checked by everyone. There's a scene where someone recognizes Richard Attenborough, and so one of the other escapees basically kills himself to let him escape. Yeah. Which was absolutely not historically accurate at all but that was a cool scene yeah but the way that they're caught is kind of dumb i don't know it was very movie of the movie the way that they're caught yeah yeah yeah. so previously in the movie they're all learning german right because they need to pretend to be german or french or whatever like they need to do whatever they can to escape and in that scene he speaks German and the other British officer that he's speaking to is like, ah, oh, your English, uh, your German's very good. And he goes, oh, thank you. And he's like, ah, idiot, you replied in English. Dumbass. They're, they're, that's the, the oldest trick in the book. They'll get you with it. And then in these escape scenes, the guy who told him that's the oldest trick in the book gets tricked by the oldest trick in the book. Uh, where they speak in German, everything's good. And the German goes, good luck. And he goes, thank you. And then he goes, ah! And then grabs him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. ah, dumbass. He fell for his own thing. He fell for the trick. And that was, um, I don't know. I think it's it's a dumb movie moment. I can say that, though, because, spoiler alert, that did not happen. I've got a bunch of other facts that I'll get to later, though, about the real life stuff that happened. But yeah, that's how they're caught. Um, we have, yeah, the, the two guys in the plane is the American and the blind guy. They're flying a plane to Switzerland, but they run out of fuel, so they crash. And then the blind guy is just shot dead. Yeah. Which is... Pretty brutal. Very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all the characters. Well, that's it. And, like, he didn't realize he was about to get shot because he couldn't see who was coming up, right? So he didn't know it was coming either, which is also pretty brutal. 
Uh, Steve McQueen, yeah, he gets a bike. He just, it's just a bike chase. Very Last Crusade. Mm. I don't know about you. The, the, that whole sequence reminded me a lot of The Last Crusade. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> Going around on bikes, being chased by Nazis. Yeah. Like, it's literally the same thing. I did like the the bike stunt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Uh, it's a shame that it uh, t- didn't quite work. Yeah, but, well, because uh, he did all these stunts aside from the last one, which I think is when he jumps it right into the barbed wire. I think that's the one that yeah, he yeah. didn't do, but the rest he did do himself. Um, by the way, that scene where he's captured, he just goes flying into the barbed wire. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, Ouch. yeah. Big ouchie. But that's how he's captured. Uh, and then, yeah, the guy who made the tunnel, he just escapes on a boat. He's okay. The Australian guy has an interesting journey. He goes to a cafe that just so happens to be run by the resistance and they smuggle him out after they get a bunch of like high-ranking nazi officers killed which was funny and it's pretty good you know it, it's like some people do actually escape which is pretty great yeah um but yeah uh a lot of them don't unfortunately and zach a lot of those that don't what happens to them well, they get shot. First at the train station, there's the, um, one of the guys who didn't speak his German very well. Yeah. Um, there was a great scene where, like, one of the other prisoners, like, who was in the f- carriage beforehand, comes back a carriage and, like, tells him that they're checking passports. Tells him to give the passports. And so he does that and he gets away with that. But once they get to the station, he gets discovered. He starts running the German guard says in German for everyone to duck. But of course, he doesn't speak German, so he doesn't hear it. So all the Germans around him duck, and he's just out in the open running. Bang, he gets shot. It's like, oh, oh, that's smart and brutal. Yeah, that one was indeed. Uh, But what was even more brutal was once they collect everyone and they're taking them back, everything's fine. It's like, ah, ah, damn, we got caught. Ah, well, back, back. Back to cooking coffee and kicking our feet up and drawing. Uh, and then a couple of guards are like, oh, hey, we're stopped for a bit. Do you want to stretch your feet? Come on. Come on, guys. Come out. They lead him out. Bang. Shoot him down dead. They're all, all. So 76 people escaped. Yeah. 60, I think, were caught again, or maybe 61 were caught again. Yeah. 10 of them or 11 of them were returned to the prison. 50 were killed. Which is awful. And we see Von Luger being like, "Uh, I didn't want this to happen. This is not me. This is the Nazis. Um, But 50 of your men were killed. And I'm going to be killed now as well. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I knew that's how this movie ended. I think I was expecting it. I don't know. It's a very... Because the movie is very funny and it's very jovial Mm, until mm. moments where people are killed but then it gets happy again and just for the ending to be everyone is shot dead execution style is like yeah like so brutal yeah that that it's it's a keep your chin up sort of movie up until that point where it's like oh things are things are going wrong it is not good but it does end with um because there's the one guy he's like the british officer i think he's got a crutch he's you know he's like walking around with a crutch and stuff he's the one who talks to von luger he's like well technically they succeeded because this drew a lot of attention away from the war yeah and then uh it ends with mr steve mcqueen being thrown back into solitary confinement yeah as he starts to plan another escape maybe probably it's probably what he's doing bump bump <laughs> 
Yeah, that police academy music. Good lord. It's so good, isn't it? But that is the general plot of The Great Escape. There's a bunch of other moments in there as well. Um, But Zach, I do want to talk about, yeah, the historical accuracy of this. So it's based off a book called The Great Escape, which is actually written by an Australian guy. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. And that is all about the actual actual escape from the prison that did happen in the 40s. Wow. So they turn that into a movie. And then, yes, straight off the bat, the biggest change from real life to the movie is the Americans did not have that big a hand in the escape. Oh, really? Is that so? <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed, seeing as uh, they were pretty prevalent through throughout this whole movie. Yeah. The Americans, apparently, they did help to dig the tunnels. They did help with some of the early plans, but a lot of them were moved away from the camp before the escape even happened. The Americans just weren't there during the actual escape. In fact, Zach, the people who did help the tunnel was the Canadians. What? And there isn't a single Canadian character in the whole bloody movie. Chasing Horsen. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a disgrace. I cannot believe this got America washed and we we lost out on the Canadians. Indeed. Well, where's where's McCada- Canadians? Where's some uh, They just cut it out. They cut it out and they replaced them with Americans who weren't even there. But Zach, I do have a Ugh. fun fact about the American Steve McQueen's character the motorcycle stuff, completely false, but I do love the fun fact that he played the character, but he also played most of the soldiers chasing him because he was the one who could do motorcycle stuff. Oh, that's funny. So he was not only the, the, the chased, but the chaser. He was the chaser as well. Um, uh, Historical inaccuracies. There's the scene where the British guy is like, it's every soldier's sworn duty to try and escape. That's not a thing. Nope. You don't need to. That's not a thing at all. Yep, very good. The locations for Tom, Dick, and Harry are changed for the movie, but you kind of expect that. Yeah, it's all right. The fact that Germans actually helped them escape also completely taken away from the movie. A lot of German soldiers and guards, uh, you know, who were very anti-Nazis, they helped them. They gave them items. Oh, wow. They helped do that sort of stuff. That would have been an interesting plot point, actually. They they were they were like pretty nice to the like German like they didn't paint the Germans as bad guys. Yeah. But they didn't have that in the film. I was expecting the ferret, um, when the, he was all schmoozing up to him, I was expecting him him to actually try and help them, but uh he didn't. Um so it's it's interesting that in real life there were Germans that actually helped them escape. Um, which would have been good. I, I would have liked at least, like, the ferret to be that character that, like, actually helps them. The one who helps them. But he's the one who discovers the tunnel, so... Yeah, he discovered... It's literally the opposite. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I was expecting him to try and help them. Oh, well. Uh, in the movie, the escape takes place during perfect weather conditions. In <laughs> real life, it was freezing. The, there was snow everywhere. It was not at all... A perfect situation. Um, I be- better for filming, though, <laughs> if it's nice weather. Definitely. I will say, though, a lot of the scenes outside look like they were filmed in the same place as The Sound of Music. Yeah. It was very, like, idyllic German weather. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of escaping British soldiers and American <laughs> soldiers and Nazis chasing after people. In the movie, they are all, the prisoners are gunned down with a machine gun. In real life, they were shot individually. 
Yep. Um, so one by one with pistols. I, I don't know if that really matters for historical <laughs> no, accuracy. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah, I think they're dead either way. Uh, in the movie, yeah, the three people who escape, there's one, the British guy, there's the Polish guy, and the Australian in real life. It was two Norwegians and a Dutch man ah, who escaped. Very good. And, uh, and yeah, uh, that's, the, that's pretty much everything. The entire ending with the good luck, and then he responds in English, that is completely fictional. Um, because in real life, I think they did speak fluent French and German, I think. There's something there. I need to do more research into that, but, uh, yeah, that scene is completely fictional as well. Yeah, yeah, that scene's just for the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the people who did escape like this movie. Oh, there you go. They, I think on... One of the anniversaries of the escape, they went to the prison and screened the movie with the people who escaped or that's, something. That's wild. Wait, <laughs> whoa, 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 that's wild. wild. You go back to the place you escaped from and watch the movie, which is about the escape of the building you're in with the people that... That's wild. That's so crazy. Yeah. Imagine being there with the people that be like, oh, so, uh... Where, where's the tunnel? Is it over here? You know, like, what? That's that's wild to me. That's crazy. And, and yeah, from what they said the first half in terms of how the camp was, that was pr- pretty spot on. Oh, so, really? like, they were just left to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, they yeah. were pretty chill. Yeah, I had a feeling, I had a feeling that it was like that. And yeah, there you go. But it seems really lax, but I guess it was. It was just really lax. Oh, yeah, and the guy who climbs the fence, probably not the 1st of July stuff, that was made up, but the guy who climbs the fence in that scene, that was real. That guy did actually do that and get killed like that, and then they did... Uh, get more people to help with the tunnels because of it, which is which is which is cool. So, that is the Great Escape. Um, that's the it's good movie. Watch it. It's a good movie. Watch it. Yeah. Look, if the people who actually in real life escaped and like did this stuff enjoyed this film, I mean, you can't fault it then, right? The people who were literally there are like, yeah, this movie's pretty good. Maybe maybe a bit exaggerated, a bit fanciful, but you know, I like it. It's like, well, okay, well, if they like it, I like it. There you go. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, friends. My name is Patrick Little, host of A Little History Podcast. If you like to learn about history a little differently, then A Little History Podcast has you sorted. Nothing is off limits as we tackle some of the well-known and not-so-well-known stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. We've got a house on chicken legs, a bloke with a hundred eyes, a talking frog, plenty of shit kings, and gods and goddesses doing what gods and goddesses do. All this and more is waiting for you just to click away. Sometimes I'll have a guest coming in cold, and sometimes it's just you and me. So drink them if you got them, and join us for a bit of shit talking and a lot of fun. My name is Patrick Little, and this is A Little History Podcast. It's our history, but like you've never heard it before. 
All right, well, that is that. Zach, we've got to come up with a remake, but before we do that, would you believe me if I said there's a sequel to this movie? There is a sequel. Okay. <laughs> it's a TV movie, TV movie called The Great Escape 2, The Untold Story. I have a feeling this untold story is is just made up bullshit. <laughs> the main character is Christopher Reeve, which is okay. kind of cool. And Donald Pleasance, who is the blind guy, returns to play a Nazi. What? Kind of weird. But, that um, is kind of weird. I'll just read you the description because I don't really know what this is. So okay. a former prisoner of war leads a special task force to hunt down the culprits responsible for carrying out the orders to murder 50 of the escapees from the prison. Right, so it's just getting revenge. Yeah, yeah, it's just getting revenge on the people. Okay, well, first off, it's bad advertising to call it the Great Escape 2 then, right? Because they're not really escaping, they're just getting revenge. Second off, is this made up? Because it sounds fictional. It sounds entirely fictional and dumb. It is completely fictional, yes. Uh, Although it does use real names, whereas the first one, the original one, makes fake names. There's no one that's actually called what their actual name was. That is so weird. They use, So in the fictional movie, they use the real name. Like, wow. Yeah, that is weird. I don't even... It, 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 looks, it looks bad. <laughs> I'm yeah, no, uh, I'm going to skip on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. But, uh, yeah, we've we got to come up with our own remake of The Great Escape. There's so many characters in this. We really have to pick and choose who we want in our film. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably cut down on characters in general, but we still only need to pick, like, five of them in this film. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you've got the main guy, the motorbike guy. Um, yeah, m- uh, Captain Hiltz is his name. Captain Escapee, yeah. Captain Hiltz, uh, I Captain think we America. should probably have... Oh, wait, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out now before you even name anyone else. Captain America could be played by our modern Captain America. Well, Chris Evans as... Chris Evans, yeah. That's a good... I like that. I mean, it works, right? It works. He, he knows how to ride a motorbike. Yeah. I was going to say... I was going to say Chris Pine could potentially do it as well. But I like Chris Evans. Yeah, uh, Chris Pine is, yeah. He can, he can be um, the, like, handsome American that's been inserted into this. I think that's fun. I think we should probably put in a Barlet, who is Mr. Big X, the leader. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure who should play him, but we'll come up with that later. Uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean as Barlet? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah? Because he dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He could be, because he could be that real, like, stoic, like, he's a captain and he's got to get these men out. He's old, he's too old to be a soldier, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, we could just say he's like a, you know, he could be a sergeant, you know, he could be a commander, that sort of thing, captured. That works. That's, that's the great thing, it doesn't actually matter what age they are at the moment, you know. That's true, that's true. Uh, yeah, Sean Bean's good. Uh, I think we should have, yeah, Sedgwick, who's the Australian, and maybe Blythe, who's the the forger who goes blind. I really, really like his character. Uh, Simon Pegg was my character for uh, for the forger. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah, yeah. 
Cause, cause you could just imagine him acting out him going blind. Yeah, you know, you could see that so easy. Simon Pegg pretending to be blind, but then trying to pretend to not be blind. You know, like him pretending not to be blind as a as a not blind actor pretending to be blind, pretending not to be blind. Yep, that's up Simon Pegg's alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really good. Um, for the Australian. We gotta get an Australian. I want him to have a bigger part in this. I feel like the Australian could maybe also be the scrounger. We kind of give him oh, the yeah, role yeah, of yeah, yeah. the other American as well. Absolutely. When you say Australian actor, the first thought is Hugh Jackman. Too old. Followed up by Chris Hemsworth. A too buff. Uh, following that, uh, I'm running out of Australian actors. Hugo Weaving. <laughs> oh, he's good. I keep forgetting that Hugo Weaving is an Australian. Like, that blows my mind every time I think about that. Um, that's good, that's good. We could do Joel Edgerton. He's a good, he's a good Australian. Yeah. Uh, Simon Baker. Tom Hopper. Oh, wait. No, <laughs> we're going back to English once again. <laughs> could get Ben Mendelsohn in. He's too old. Yeah. Who, who, who did you mention? Joel Edgerton, who is Uncle Owen in the prequels, the Obi-Wan TV show. Uh, he's in heaps of stuff, actually. He's in a bunch of really, really good shows. Oh, yeah, he has a bit of that Australian vibe. I'm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is a, he is a little old, but, like, older actors that we keep naming are old, and, like, he is, he is, he, he can do it. 50, 50 sounds about right. And for Von Luger, for Von Luger, I mean, she's not German, but Tilda Swinton could be a pretty good prison captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I immediately thought of Christopher Waltz. Um, but only, Ooh. yeah, yeah, but only because, you know, he's done that before. We know, yeah. he, we know he would make a great, you know, German bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Christoph Waltz would be very, very good. But I think, I think that's cheating. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're like, I feel like if someone was to remake The Great Escape, though, they would go for the obvious picks because it's such a well-known movie. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, we are we are making a fictional remake here. We might as well put the best one in. Okay. We need someone to direct this. Um, can't go for Soderbergh, who did the Oceans movies, because we've already done that for the, the last Prison Escape movie that we did. I've I put him in as the director. Uh... Could get Zack Snyder to direct this. Mm. <laughs> I do like Zacky Boy. Um, my thoughts. Yes. Is James Bobbin. James Bobbin. Who directed Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> uh, funny, funny joke. James Bobbin, uh, best known for directing the Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted, and Alice Through the Looking Glass. Ooh, ooh. Oh my god, he did the Dora the Explorer live action movie as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> or Tim Farrington, who did Kung Fu Panda and more importantly, Chicken Run. <laughs> oh, the director of Chicken. That's stop me. He's an animation director, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> he directed episodes of Pingu. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe this could be his he this could be his breakout, you know. Uh, real life movie, you know? I don't think he directed that. He's the set designer. I don't think he directed... Oh, yeah, sorry. He's the art director, lol. Then maybe that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. I'd, I'd quite like Nita Manzor. She had a movie come out this year. Her first movie was called Polite Society, which was kind of like a heist. It was like oh, martial yeah. arts heist comedy thing. She's done episodes of Doctor Who as well. I don't know if that's the vibe we want. Her stuff is quite stylized. Um... What about... Michael Bay. 
Director of everyone's favorite escape film, The Rock. Michael Bay. I mean, I was going to say, I was going to say Guy Ritchie, who's like the Michael Bay of heist movies. Uh, Guy Ritchie. I like that better than Michael Bay, at least. Hey, the 2009 Sherlock Holmes was a banger. I know you like it. I know you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, I would say that's the best version of Sherlock Holmes we've got. I like Guy Ritchie. I'm going to go with Guy Ritchie. You want to go with Guy Ritchie? I want to go with Guy Ritchie. He has the vibe, I, I think, you know? He got the serious, but like also not serious balance pretty well. Like, yeah, I, I, I like some, of, I, I like some of his movies. But that means that we've got to put. Um, if it's Guy Ritchie, he hasn't made a movie without Jason Statham. He just doesn't make movies without Jason Statham. He just doesn't. So does that mean that we put Jason Statham in the movie? Who would he play though? Yeah. Well, we don't necessarily have to have him as one of the tag actors. Maybe maybe we do. But he could he could be like the Scottish guy who dies by trying to escape. You know, you like there's a lot there's a lot of roles in this film that he can fill. Like he could just be a, a random officer. He could be the the charming guy. You know, mm. that tries to charm up the guards. He could be the guard that gets charmed. You know, well, we've he got could, a, could be a guard. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's the remake. That's Guy Ritchie's The Greatest Escape. (laughs) I'd like to call it The Greatest Escape. The Greatest Escape. Yep. The Great Escape done better. Yep. (laughs) With even more American propaganda. Let's go. Uh, Well, that's the entire episode. Thanks so much for listening to All About Goody Fun Times. It's been fun times all round, I reckon. If you like the show, first of all, thank you. Yeah, that makes one of us. I mean, yeah, <laughs> indeed. I hate doing this show. So yeah, yeah. If someone enjoys it, that's great. I'm only here for the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon.com forward slash Oldie But Goodie Pod is where you can help support the show. You can get ad free episodes of the main show for only $1 a month. Uh, but if you want to chuck in a few extra dollary dues, got some bonus episodes up right now. Our bonus episode on Friday the 13th, number six, Jason Lives. Oh, he does live. He does live. But. Let's just say he might be he might be one of the few because <laughs> 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 he kills people. He does indeed. Uh, so that is up there right now, and uh, coming out next week is Doctor Who and the Daleks, the movie from 1965. Woo! That is, it's a movie that they made. Hell yeah! I'm so excited. I've I've actually been. Uh, nerd moment. I've been uh, eyeing up those Doctor Who Magic the Gathering decks, and oh, they're so good. They're so good. You can tell fucking nerds designed these <laughs> these fucking things. Like, people who, like, enjoy and watch the show, because some of the stuff in there is great. I've seen a couple. You show me a couple. They look good. I'm personally excited for, in, like, three weeks, David Tennant's back as the Doctor. We get three episodes with him. What? I'm excited for that. So, it's Doctor Who all around, and we're celebrating on Patreon with just the worst thing that they made <laughs> in the 60s. <laughs> Woo! It's just really bad. But Zach, before we do that, you've got to pick next week's movie from 1964. And when I say you've got options, you do indeed have options. Ooh, we have Goldfinger. Goldfinger! Iconic for painting a lady and making her skin suffocate and having all those problems. Ah, we've already done James Bond. Do you want to do another one? No, 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 no. We've already done James Bond. Uh, and I already spoiled that I'm picking the comedy one later in the year. It's true, so. it's true. We've, we've got that. Uh, ooh, A Fistful of Dollars. Oh, the very first. Yeah. In that trilogy of movies. Look at that squinty gunslinger. Mm, Clint Eastwood. 
He is a Clint Eastwood. Um, it's it's Fistful of Dollars. I can't remember what the second one's called, but then the last one is The Good, The Bad, and The, and the Ugly, which I've yeah. always wanted to watch and never have. Yeah, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly would be good. We haven't done a Western yet. I feel like we should do a Western at some point. We definitely need to do a Western at some point. But when's, when's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? That's 60-something. 60-something. Yeah, yeah. So maybe may, maybe we'll we'll check out that one when it comes up. Because I feel like we should save our cowboy virginities for that one. <laughs> mm, for the the one with the brown face in it. We should save it for the one that's great, aside from the racism. <laughs> yep, well, that <laughs> describes a lot of movies from back then, hey? It's true. Well, we haven't done a Western, but we also haven't done an Elvis movie. What about Viva Las Vegas? Uh... Viva Las Vegas. He's got to win the Grand Prix or something. Get money for a car. Elvis is, drives cars. Viva Las Vegas. Pass. This looks awful. Don't pick yep. it, please. Look, <laughs> I've seen some Elvis movies. There are a lot of them, unfortunately. And it was okay at best. <laughs> and I'm like, I have zero nostalgia for this guy. I don't care. His music was fine. But he is a pop star of the past. And uh, look, he could he could stay there. All right, well, instead of pop stars, how about pop bands? Hard Day's Night. The Beatles made a movie. Hard Day's Night. I don't want to watch it, actually. I don't don't want you to pick that. Yeah, can you stop bringing up, like, musician movies? Like... All right, pick Mary Poppins, then. It's the obvious one. Mary Mary Poppins. Poppins. (laughs) A spoonful of sugar helps the Mary Poppins done down. Exactly. Oh, my God, I love Mary Poppins. But you know what, Sandro? What? I've seen Mary Poppins. You've seen Mary Poppins. Everyone's seen Mary Poppins. So why should I do that one, Sandro? When I have a far superior option. Is it is it The Train? Classic horror film The Train? Nope. Is it The Last Man on Earth? Is it the sequel Ooh, to that would be pretty The good. Pink Panther called A Shot in the Dark? Ooh, that would be pretty good. No, I've got an even better choice than that, Sandra. I'm worried. What are you picking? I would like to pick Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. (laughs) 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 And I think by that title alone, I can see, you can see why I want to pick that one. I think, was it during our first year on the podcast, we were looking up worst movies ever made, and we saw Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and went, at some point we will do this. Yes. And, Sandro, now is the time. We're finally here. I've waited 44 episodes to get here, you know? I am ready for Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, fuck me. The only the only real movie that I wanted to do. All, that, all those other movies? Garbage. Trash. Actually garbage. This, this is the movie I want to do. Oh, man. I think in the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special last year, there was a scene where Kevin Bacon was watching Santa Claus. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. That's great. (laughs) So it's come back into the public eye. Very good. Well, we should bring it into the limelight, as it were. We should should pop a spotlight on this bad boy so that everyone can get the references. All right. Next week, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Woo! All right. I've got a beam back. You've got a... You gotta... I don't know what you're doing here. And, oh, what's that? Is that a... What? Is that a siren? Is that an air raid I oh, hear? Oh, that is an air raid. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Quick. We gotta get out of here. Oh, God. I dropped a plate. Oh, you dropped a plate. Oh, no. That startled me, too. We gotta go hide. We gotta go hide under this bunker. We're hiding in a bunker. All right. 
I'll I'll leave you to it, Sarjo. Good luck. Bye. Hope you get out of here. <laughs> All right. Oh, Mr. British man. Oh, I need your help. I need your help. We go. We gotta get out of here. Oh, we're doing an air raid. We gotta. We gotta escape quick. While they're distracted with the the air raid, they'll turn off all the lights. We can escape. We can go find that orphan. That's right. We can escape Germany because they'll turn all the lights off and we can go to Switzerland. Yeah, let's do it quick. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I stepped on another plate. Oh, Oh, you crashed the plate. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why is there so many plates everywhere? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, man, I dropped a plate to it. Wait, that plate dropped right next to a newspaper. Let me pick up this newspaper. Orphan spotted crossing the border to Switzerland. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. We know where the orphan is. I'm going to go get him. This episode will continue next time. <laughs> Oldie but a goodie. <laughs>